Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is three surprising COVID-19 impacts on flipping houses. So whether you're flipping houses now, you were before the virus hit and you stopped, or you want to be in the house flipping business, you're going to find this fascinating. I'm going to share with you some things you probably never heard before that have come from the real world or in the trenches every day doing deals. And these trends, these impacts have popped out as real surprises for us. And you may recall that over two months ago, I posted on the coronavirus impacts on real estate. Well, that was before the lockdowns came about. That's before all these massive society changes. And what I share in that has remained incredibly accurate. So this is not a retraction of that, but instead this is going to add on to it. These are some surprising impacts that we're seeing specifically in the world of house flipping. So without further ado, let's dive in. The first major surprise that I didn't see coming was a drastic inventory reduction. Think of inventory as the available properties on the market for buyers to purchase, otherwise known as supply. Supply has dropped dramatically. In some areas, normal sellers, those that have their property on the market with a real estate agent on the MLS, have dropped by as much as 44%. Why is that? What's going on? Well, once the virus hit hard enough so that lockdowns occurred, what a lot of normal sellers did is they took their property off the market. And they did that for a number of reasons. In some respects, they did it because they didn't want to move, right? All of a sudden, they don't want to move in the middle of a pandemic, so they just want to stay put where they're at. In other instances, they thought that the buyers were not going to be out and about looking at houses, so they didn't want to take their property off the market, so they just sit there and grow stale. Others didn't want to sell their property where people would be traipsing through their home, you know, while they may have had the virus, so they didn't want to do any showings. So for a myriad of reasons, inventory reduced dramatically. Now, what does that mean to house flipping? Why does that matter? It is a huge, huge deal. When you have to sell your property that you just renovated on the open market, you have to compete with the other available properties. So let's say, for example, you did all your homework, you did all your comps, and you knew the house was going to sell for about 200000 And you get done with your rehab, which took two, three months to do, for example, and you get it on the market, and there's an identical property that is in just as good a shape as yours, and they're listed at one eighty-five. What does that mean to you? Well, that means that the, any of those available buyers in the marketplace looking for a property like you have is going to go to the 185 listing before they're going to go to yours. The offer is going to go there first. That's just the way it works. So when there's a reduction in supply, it makes it so much easier to get full price or even more than full price for what you're trying to sell your property for. So it's a very, very good thing when inventory or supply uh, is reduced in the world of house flipping. Now you might be saying, well, Phil, that's not true because that means that I can't buy any of the properties that are on the market. For example, a listed REO or if you're going to, a, a let's say, a foreclosure auction. Well, I'm ignoring that for the, for the moment here because that's not what I teach. That's not what my apprentices and I do. We get our properties off market. We find deals before they ever get on the market. So we get them what we call off market and then we sell them on market. So we don't have an issue with reduction in supply as it relates to getting deals. We love it because it makes it easier for us to sell our properties for maximum value. So this was the first big surprise to me. It's been absolutely wonderful. Some of you might be thinking, well, okay, well, Phil, that's just temporary. Okay, right, so the inventory reduction is temporary, but when things open back up, these properties are gonna hit uh, on the market again. That might be true. 
right? There might be an influx of properties that go back on the market here shortly, the people that took it down. That might be true, but we also have to consider the fact that some of the people that were going to sell might not sell at all because now that they've been at their house for the last two months, they fixed everything in their house, right? And so everything's working better than it has been. And they're like, you know what? This house isn't so bad. So we don't know just how much of an influx will come from the people that took it off the market putting it right back on. But then you might say, but Phil, then there's this other group of people that can't pay their mortgage. They've lost their job, and there's going to be this tsunami, I've been hearing this word recently, tsunami of foreclosures or deals hitting the market. That may or may not happen. We have to consider the fact that foreclosures, the process itself takes a long time, and so many people are still in their forbearance, forbearance period, and they might be in that forbearance period for quite a while. So if there is going to be an influx of foreclosures and whatnot on the market, it wouldn't be until the latter part of 2020 at the earliest, if not later. And it might get segmented out. And many of these lenders might tack the uh, forbearance amount on the back of the loan, and so there might not be this flood of, of potential. So the first big surprise is inventory reduction. Surprise number two is the drastic increase in house demand, the demand for people to buy a single-family home. Now, if I had a crystal ball, I should have seen the fact that if there's a lockdown and everyone has to be at home, home, the key word there, that people are going to want to have a home. They're not going to want to be in an apartment building or in a condo complex where they're right next to all their neighbors. Seems pretty logical in hindsight. And that's what's happening. There's a huge demand for people to now have their own home. But it goes a step further. That demand is going beyond just the people that are in an apartment building. It's the people that live in urban areas. Now that our society has to shift to Zoom conference meetings as opposed to in-person meetings, and a lot more people are not going to the office in order to conduct business, well, a lot of those employees, a lot of those people, and you might be one of them, are starting to taste the Kool-Aid of what it feels like to work from home. And as you continue to get used to working from home and companies get used to managing their teams from home, it is possible that there's going to be less of a requirement for someone to drive into the, into the nucleus of a city to go to their big office building. And in fact, they might be able to commute from a, a, a home that's further away from the inner city core. And what that means is that is a demand for more suburban and rural houses where people have more room. And furthermore, if they're working from home, they're going to need a little bit more size. And this was something I learned 20 years ago when I first got into real estate. I realized that oftentimes when I was trying to sell a house to a rent-to-own tenant buyer, they always wanted a house with a little bit more land, a little bit more size, and a little bit more room to breathe. They didn't want to be right on top of their neighbors. But so often, these new uh, subdivisions that were being built, the houses were always right next to each other, small yards, and it was exactly what the customer didn't want. But I understood why the developers needed to make money. There's a cost for land, cost for materials, and all that kind of stuff. But what we're seeing right now is that shift is stronger than ever before, that people want a little bit more house, and they want it to be a little bit further out in the country. And that right there has always been our bread and butter. We've always focused on the areas where there's more single-family homes. And that is so much better for house flippers. Not to say that there aren't going to be demand for single-family homes that are somewhat close to the city. But at the same time, it's the overall uh, demand rise for houses, which is what house flipping is. It's about selling houses. So with this increase in demand, what's so surprising is that many thought, well, with the increase in unemployment then there would be a lot less buyers. 
Okay, well, if we have 20% unemployment right now, and you might know more about those statistics than I do, maybe it's more, maybe it's less, that still leaves a huge chunk of the population has a job right now, is making money right now, and many of those people are now moving and flooding toward the idea of buying a home. So with this increase in house demand, it means it's easier to flip a house than it was before. So you think about these two things in concert together. We have a much lower supply of available properties for sale, and then we have a, an increase in the demand of what people want to buy, which is a single-family home right now, and I argue it's going to continue to grow in that direction. And I, I, I alluded to it earlier, and that is because we have an affordable housing crisis in America, and because, yes, wages have been lowered and there's been furloughed employees and things of that nature from this virus, there's even more of a demand on affordability. And they're more likely to find affordability as you move further away from the downtown area of a, of a city. That's where you get into more of the suburbs and whatnot. That is where you get to the more affordable side, uh, price point houses. So I see that the demand for affordable houses is up much more than it was just two months ago. And the supply is far less than it ever has been. So what does that tell you when you have increased demand and a reduction in supply? Hopefully you came to the surprise number three on your own after hearing surprise one and two, and that is this. Values are rising right now. Yeah, it's actually happening. Now, I'm talking about single-family homes. I mean, there's other parts of real estate that might be very different. But when it comes to the, the basic fundamentals of what, what controls single-family home real estate values in your area, it is about demand and it's about supply. And right now we have a lot more demand. Even though less people can get a loan, there's still so much demand with the people that can get a loan versus the supply. And many experts that have been looking at this, scratching their head going, my goodness, I can't believe this happened like this. They're seeing that even if supply increases dramatically, there's still such a huge house demand that it still won't change the fact that values, even if they don't continue to rise as quickly as they are right now, at the very least, they're, they're going to either stay the same or just rise slowly. And of course, it does depend on the area too. I mean, every little area is a little different. So this this is very encouraging. I know for many people that think about house flipping, they think about the idea, well, if I close today, fix it up, and then you know, two, three months later I go to sell, what if it's worth less? We're not seeing that. I'm real aggressive right now with funding deals for my apprentices. You're probably noticing where all the, uh, the bigger players, the iBuyers, the large national hard money lenders that had jumped out of the market as soon as this virus hit, they're jumping back in right now. They're seeing the same thing. They're thinking, wait a minute, why are we on the sidelines? Everybody's making a lot of money right now. So that should encourage you too. All the big institutional money is seeing the exact same thing we've been seeing, and that is that the market is ripe for the picking. So I encourage you to dive in, and I encourage you to get moving now. Because, again, we don't know how long it's going to be this good. I mean, once we hit, let's say, a much more increase in supply, it's still probably going to be decent. But it's great right now. And, uh, and so if you want to learn more about how you can be a first-class market-leading money-making machine of a house flipper, consider my apprentice program where my team and I, we work with people, we mentor them one-on-one, -on -one, and we turn them into first-class operators.